This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Welcome back. Well... Have you had a meds check yet? Ontario residents who are taking three or more medications for chronic conditions qualify for this important one-on-one consultation with their pharmacists. I'm here with John Papasturgio. He is our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And uh, we're going to talk about why it's important to do this med check. And also, uh, October is a pretty good time to clean out your medicine cabinet, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at least once a year, you should be cleaning out your medicine cabinet. Uh, we actually have some data. We, 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 one of the services we offer in my pharmacy is uh, home, vi- home visits for homebound patients. So we, oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. As part of a, it was part of a broader research project as well. And what we did is we went into these homes of kind of uh, some of our senior patients, homebound patients, and you wouldn't believe what we were coming back with Libby. It was insane. Garbage bags full of old medications, expired medications, some of them even being narcotics. Um, and, you know, when I asked the, the patients, well, you know, well, why do you have all this stuff? Oh, I thought maybe I'll use it sometime. That's not a good strategy because medications do expire, and some of them, when they degrade, can become toxic, right? So it's, uh, it's not something you want to do. If you're no longer on a medication, particularly antibiotics, you got to get rid of them, right? Uh, and narcotics, obviously, as well. And, and, and you don't just throw them in the garbage. You bring them back to your pharmacy. And you certainly don't flush them down the That's toilet right. and get them in the water, water supply. supply. I guess uh, people probably, you know, you get a little uh, lazy. And it's also, uh, there's there's a pretty widespread spread feeling that generally when it comes to medications and certain kinds of cosmetics, sunscreen, that they don't exactly expire on the expiry date, but they do maybe become a little less effective, but but people, you know, yeah, don't want to throw the money down the drain. Yeah, you're right. And, that, and, and there's some, yeah, validity there. You know, uh, you know, if it's two days past the expiry, that medication is not, you know, automatically bad. But what I'm more concerned about is, you know, patients saving those medications and using them thinking they're appropriate and when they're not. Say, for example, you had a UTI. The doctor gives you a specific... What's a UTI? Uh, oh, a urinary tract <laughs> infection, yeah. Thank you. And the doctor gives you a, an antibiotic for that, you know, and you don't finish it for whatever reason. Uh, Bad not to finish yeah, an antibiotic. Say, say you changed it or something happened and you, and you still had some left. Uh, you know, that should be destroyed because if you have, say, a, a cold, an upper respiratory tract infection, something like that, it, the same antibiotic won't work for that infection. But I find people do that all the time. They assume really? they, it's an antibiotic. Oh, I'll try this. It's going to help clear they it up. self-medicate? So self-medication is another big issue and it happens all the time. And uh, yeah, so I mean, for me, I think good advice is clean out that medication cabinet, get it back to your pharmacy. And, uh, you know, if you're not sure if something is something you should keep, ask your pharmacist. They'll, they'll, they'll tell you, you know. Okay. I'm going to give the numbers out again in case people um, have questions. Uh, 
possibly about specific medications with their specific expiry dates. Uh, maybe you want to know if the thing that's expiring next month, does it become a little less effective or does it actually become toxic. I'm here with our trusted contributor, John Papastergio. The numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Okay, so uh, October, anytime is really a good time to start going through the cabinet and checking those dates. And again, what do you say to people? I mean, a lot of medications, uh, 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 over-the-counter medications, they cost a lot of money. Yeah, and, and you know, if you have cough and cold medications, Tylenol, Advil, that kind of stuff that you may use from time to time, obviously you're going to keep some of that uh, in your home. Just keep an eye on the expiry dates. Uh, what Another thing I find with patients is where they store medication is an issue. So, you know, certain common sense things, don't put in your bathroom. I know people like to have medications there, but that humid environment is not good for tablets and capsules. That's They kind of start to degrade that way, right? So how much faster? I have to, I have to confess to that one because I don't really have another good spot for them. Yeah, no, it just really depends how warm and, and how much moisture is in the air in, in, in your bathroom. But, um, you know, it, 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 for certain medications, it can be very, very quick. Like, say medications that you take, there's medications that dissolve under your tongue. People take them for migraines and stuff like that. If you leave those in the bathroom, the moisture in the air alone, especially if they're in an open container, like you've opened it up or whatever, um, they could start to dissolve very quickly because it's the moisture that causes them to dissolve in your mouth, right? So it's just it's just some common sense stuff. I mean, um, if you could keep them in a dry environment, that's always good. Obviously, out of the reach of children is is a good idea as well. Okay, so there's a, if if they're in the bathroom but inside a closed wooden cabinet, is they, that do you have they, the cap on the the vial? Obviously, of course. Yeah. I mean, for certain ones, I'll say it, 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 because it's you, Libby. It's okay, but <laughs> but I want them yeah, to work. But don't 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 leave. If if they're getting old, like you've had them there for a while, then I'd say, hey, maybe I'm going to consider getting a new prescription for that. Uh, or or maybe I'm going to really try to find another place. For another them. place for them. Yeah. Okay, the the phone lines are piling up, so let's yeah. go to the phones. We've got Siva in Toronto. Hi, Siva. Hi, Libby. I just want to say that one of the big problems in people having all these expired medications are the fact that the doctors are writing a prescription, and rather than giving a person a, a prescription for 45 pills, they might give them for 90 or more. And then, let's say you die. All those pills are left behind. My husband died uh, seven years ago. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. And by the time he had colon cancer, by the time he died, he had like two pounds of pills that would never have been used. So this is where a lot of the problems come in, and I say they shouldn't be allowed to be given so many medications. Like the lady who was robbed, I think, a few months ago, and she had thousands of dollars in pills. Now, why would you give her all these pills? That's oh, the problem. You know what you can do? This is something that I do. I try to get prescriptions for a lot of pills so I don't have to go back to the doctors, but I, I only get a few from the pharmacy. So I say, okay... I've got a year's worth here, but but give me a month's supply, please. Oh, okay, that's right. that so, sounds logical. Yeah, you guys it, bring up actually a very, very interesting point because it's something that the profession has been discussing for a while. So I'll, I'll give you some insight. Generally, if you're under the Ontario Drug Benefit Program, so you get your medications paid for as a senior or on welfare or Trillium, mm-hmm. uh, what happens there the first time you get a medication we're only allowed to fill it for 30 days. It's called a trial prescription. So we want to make sure the, the medication works for you. Uh, um, uh, there's no side.
side effects uh, before dispensing a huge quantity. So I think that's that's a smart move. Where we where we dispense larger quantities is now for patients that are stable on medications, chronic medications generally. So say they've been taking diabetes medications forever. Uh, the reason we do that is the ministry pays for only five fills per year, right? So this is something relatively new. And it's slightly controversial. I get what you're saying because now we have all these medications uh, in a, a patient's home. And if they do pass away, and I've seen this, we have to waste a lot of it. But um, I think when they did the cost analysis, it turns out to be more cost effective to do it that way. But you're very, Libby's very right. You could always request a smaller quantity, right? And if you, if, uh, you feel like you don't need it, particularly with narcotics, I'm always very cautious. Uh, I, I, you know, I find physicians are getting much better at writing smaller quantities of narcotics. You generally don't need that much, uh, and you may, and you may be able to come off them over time. But uh, uh, you're very right. We have to be a little bit more careful about how you know the quantities going yeah, on. Yeah, and and again, I usually request a lot of repeats because I don't want to have to track down sure. the doctor again. Uh, but but uh, you know, I go to the pharmacies like. I don't want to pay for all of those. And then, and then to Siva's other point is, uh, um, it's very common for patients to see multiple physicians. And what happens is they start, they get a prescription from the one guy, and then two from the other guy, and three from someone else. And all of a sudden, these these medications add up. That's why the medication review is so important. Because what we do is we sit down with the patients and say, okay. We have a profile here. There's a lot of things. What do we still need you to be on? What is something we consider deprescribing is a big word now, buzzword. Can we get you off some of these things? Because people get put on stuff and the doctors aren't sure who started it, so they don't want to take it off. And, and that's really our job now is to assess, hey, is all, all, are all these medications necessary? And where is there some opportunity to make your regimen a little bit more simple, less complicated? And overall, we'll, we'll be saving money to the healthcare system. And, and have less opportunities for interactions. Siva, thank you for your call. You're welcome. And uh, we have to take a quick break, uh, but we'll be back uh, with more on this, on the med check, on cleaning out your pharmacy, on expiry dates. I'm here with John Papasturgio. Uh, before we go to break, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, John Papasturgio. We're talking about MedCheck. We're talking about cleaning out your pharmacy and making sure that you are not taking expired drugs. Uh, we're talking about putting your drugs in a good place so they don't expire too quickly. All of that. Um, we're going to be taking your calls. We've got Hal in Kitchener. Hi, Hal. Yeah, hi. I thank, uh, thank you for the call. Um, I have a question for your pharmacist, John. Go ahead. I was wondering about uh, using statins for 80-year-olds. I had read somewhere, and I heard from a doctor one time that he'd never take statins, but in any case, I understand that they can do more harm than good. No, absolutely not. Statins are one of those classes of drugs that we have so much evidence for, right? So for, for the audience that may not know, a statin uh, is an anti-cholesterol medication, so yes. it works by lowering your cholesterol. So. Yes. 
there's many patients that will take a statin. There's many indications for it now in the guidelines. So patients that have high cholesterol naturally will be on it. Patients that have had uh, a like heart attack. Is, is Absolutely. Even an 80-year-old. You're, you know, the dose may be something uh, that we adjust a little bit. The other issue with uh, as you get more advanced in your age, kind of the our, we're not so aggressive in trying to lower the cholesterol. So we don't go wild trying to get the cholesterol extremely low. But there's still a lot of value in taking that stand because beyond just uh, um, uh, lowering the cholesterol, it also stabilizes the plaques that form in your arteries. So they're less likely to break off and, uh, you know, cause an MI or a stroke, right? So there's definitely value. And it's it's one of the most commonly prescribed medications. And we have yes, a, I know. a whole horse, uh, 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 you know, a whole bunch of evidence now uh, showing its value. Uh, so you, the other well enough. I, I have one other quick sure. question. Ramipril. Yep. Again, for 80-year-olds, I was told that uh, it's acceptable for 150 over 75. Absolutely. So, like what is it? Ramipril is a blood pressure medication. It's called an ACE inhibitor. Yes. Uh, and uh, it has two very important roles. So, it uh, will lower your blood pressure, but the way it works, it actually lowers the amount of stress on your left ventricle and your heart as well. So, um, so 150 is acceptable, though. To be, well, I, yeah. Like, I mean, I would like to see that blood pressure a little bit lower as well, you know? Yes. I mean, uh, again, in an 80 year old, we might accept a little bit more fluctuation in the blood yes. pressure, but I think we let's get closer to that target, okay. you know, of 150. 40. But, yeah, you know, you bring up a good point. If you tolerate, like when we put someone on these medications at the beginning, we monitor them closely for side effects. But if they tolerate it well, it's fine to be on it. An 80-year-old is, is not that old. So let's, yeah, exactly. let's make sure they're healthy. Well, I don't feel that old. Yeah. You don't sound that old. Yeah, you sound great. So yeah. let's make sure if we get your cholesterol and your blood pressure, we keep it under control. You know, you'll live another 80 years. Well, well yeah, I mean, hey... This is Zoomer Radio. But I'm trying to get off of both because I'm around 135, 140 without any medication whatsoever. But you know what? Sometimes this medication adds value beyond just the numbers. Like I said, there's that plaque stabilizing, uh, uh, you know, uh, benefit. There's also the the benefit of the pressure on the heart that the the ACE inhibitor provides. So these other benefits will will contribute to longevity too. I'm all about taking people off meds if they shouldn't be on them. But these two, you sound like you're on a pretty good and very common regimen. Okay. Well, right now I'm on nothing. Uh, oh, well, get, okay. let's get back on them and get, talk to your pharmacist. Yeah, they'll, 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 well, they'll help with that. She oh. agrees with me. She oh. thinks well. I shouldn't be on either one. Okay, <laughs> well, well then, you've got your answer. Thanks a lot, Hal. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we've got uh, Shoshana in Toronto. Hi, Shoshana. Hi. You have a Hi. question for John? I do, and it's a little bit different than... Uh, than uh, off, over the counter, or let's say you prescribe meds that you can buy. This was actually prepared for me. It's called Betaderm. Yep, it's a cream, a topical steroid. Right. Yep. So the question is: Is there a? There's no expiry date marked on it. No. So, you know what? Sometimes what the pharmacies will do when they 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 put uh, uh, compounds together, and that Betaderm is actually it's commercially available. The pharmacy's not actually making it; they're just putting it into a a jar for you. They'll put the date that it was manufactured uh, on there. Generally, what I say with creams uh, that are in jars like that, that when you open up, they're exposed to a lot of air. If you start seeing that product separate, so you start seeing two phases, like a watery component and more of like a creamy, or if it starts to get discolored, it's no longer white, but it becomes to get brownish, that's right. time for that to go. Otherwise, okay. if it looks pretty uh, pretty much how you got it, it's generally okay. But um, for creams like that in a bit open jar, I say over a year, 
you're probably, you know, let's let's think about changing them because you you got to remember when you open that jar, it's really uh, uh, you know open to bacteria and and, and the air. Yeah, the question I have so sometimes and. I just use kind of cosmetic creams, sure. but uh, so some of them come with you know a little spoon or yes. something, but some of them you you stick your fingers in right. it, and and what is what is uh, sticking your finger into a jar do? And that, and that's the thing you're you're exposing I never, bacteria I never to. It. Of that. You know what? I never thought of that issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, John. Yeah, so you're exposing bacteria to it, and that's what I'm concerned about, right? So uh, keep an eye on it. And, you know, Libby, you brought up uh, creams there. The other one I just thought I'd mention is sunscreens because if you've start, if you noticed, sunscreens are now coming with expiry dates as well. And, and they're pretty short. I mean, They're pretty short, yeah, because it's because the components that are in them, especially with chemical sunscreens, they either degrade or start to separate sometimes. So keep an eye on that. But, uh, you know, with respect to your question in the open-air jar there, no more than a year, if you see it, this color is separate let's get rid of it we'll get you a refill awesome i appreciate that thank you no problem okay you're welcome thank you for your call okay i'm going to give the numbers out again we have a few more minutes here with john papasturgio from the ontario pharmacists association the numbers to call 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-740-4740 we're talking about meds check and we're talking about cleaning out your medicine cabinet and uh, taking a good look at those expiry dates. Uh, John, uh, so in terms of the meds check, is the goal usually to try to take people off medication? Yeah, that's one of the goals for sure, taking people off. Another one is to to make sure that people are tolerating the medication that they're taking so they're not having side effects that are known to to, to be associated with the medication. Um, you know, it's to help with the patient's understanding of how to take the drugs. A lot of times they're taking medications inappropriately. They don't know that they're supposed to take something with food or on an empty stomach or when to take it. Shouldn't the, shouldn't the bottle It should say, say but you'd be surprised how many people just kind of ignore that and they're, they're not sure. And the, the other one is adherence. I find the med review process is a real good opportunity to talk to a patient, hey, are you taking your medication regularly? Just like this gentleman right now, you know, he may, he in theory could be picking up his statin or his acetaminophen, but then not taking it at home. So it's an opportunity for me to have a discussion with them around, hey, this is why you should be taking the medication and, and these are the benefits you should expect. So I find it, it, it depends on the patient, but we get into conversations in all different areas. I thought I'd mention also um, the ministry as of October 1st has changed what pharmacies have to do with respect to the... Um, a medication review process. So if you're going in after October 1st, you may expect a little bit more paperwork. Uh, that's different than it was historically. That's normal. Your pharmacy is just kind of following the rules there, and that's where that's coming from. Okay. And uh, John, uh, I think our next caller has a question that relates very closely to what we're talking about. Uh, John, uh, and uh, it says here that you were taken off a medication and you ended up in the hospital. Is that right? John? Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, no, it wasn't until I drove into Emerge at 2.30 in the morning and explained to the doctor what I was taking, and one of those was candesartan. Yeah. Uh, what is and, that, John? Uh, that's, a, that's similar to the other. It's a blood pressure medication, another yes. uh, uh, medication similar to the Ramipril there. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was um, on it. Um, it was, I've been on it for about eight years, and uh, I said to the doctor, how long do we take this? She said, for the rest of your life. Well, I'm 79 years old now. Thank God I've got that far. And um, I had a terrible throat. It was awful. I hardly breathed. Took myself into Emerge. I shouldn't have driven in. I know that. 
And the doctor said, what are you on? And as soon as he heard the candesartan, he came back and he said, I'm taking you off of it. Don't take any more. And I wondered why. He said it was long-term effects of candesartan that can cause this. And he gave me steroids uh, down my throat to um, relieve the, the throat. And, and I wonder if I should be on anything else. My doctor says, no, just keep an eye on your blood pressure. So Yeah, so I mean... It's interesting. So, uh, candesartan can cause usually. Uh, um, it's more commonly associated with kind of a, a, dry, a dry cough, uh, uh, can affect your throat, but generally it won't occur like after you've been on it for a long period of time. You those side effects manifest a little bit early. I mean, maybe uh, the physician thought it was associated to the medication, and it may have been. I think. Uh, the point here is uh, even if you've been taken off a drug like that, you should monitor the blood pressure because it's very common that once you take away a medication that manages your blood pressure, your blood pressure creeps up. And sometimes it can happen pretty quickly, right? Um, and there are a lot of options for blood pressure. It's not if one medication doesn't work or if you have a side effect, there's like countless ones now that we could try. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, his advice there uh, was not bad. Let's watch the blood pressure. I'm not entirely convinced that's what was causing your throat issue, but it, it yeah. may very well have been. Um, mm-hmm. But but I think managing your blood pressure is e- equally important Irregardless of your age, and this has come up a couple of times today, but like you, you guys are, are are not that old, and and there's clearly documented benefits to, to managing your blood pressure. Yeah, so I should check this at least once a week or so the blood pressure. Absolutely, even come into the yeah. pharmacy. We've got the blood pressure monitors there. If you take a reading, share it with the uh, pharmacist, and at least we'll have a sense if it's going up, down, if it's stable, what's going on, and if we see it's trending up, we can put you on a low dose. Uh, where, you know, in collaboration with your physician of something else. Yes, I'll have to rely on the pharmacist. I don't like making an appointment with the doctor every week. Yeah, yeah, just go into the pharmacy. The machine's there, and they'll be able to manage that. That's no problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, So maybe I'm lucky. Maybe I don't need a replacement. You may not. It just depends on your blood pressure. And that sometimes does happen. Patients, as they get older, Mm -hmm. their their blood pressure naturally starts to decline in some some patients. So patients that have been on medications will take them off. But generally, we tape take them off slowly. We don't just stop it. Yeah, taper. Uh, taper it down. So yeah. um, uh, yeah. let's see where, where your blood pressure is trending and we'll make a decision based on that. Okay. I, I do thank you very much for your information. No okay. problem. Thank you, John, for your call. Uh, interesting. I uh, see kind of a dichotomy. Some patients don't want to be taken off their medications. They want to be on medications uh, that they may not need, and others uh, don't want to take medications that they do need. Yeah, it happens all the time, and especially in those patients that have been on something for a very, very long time, and they've they've been otherwise healthy, and and they didn't have any issues. They're afraid to go off because they don't think, they're afraid that something, hey, something bad might happen, or, you know, I've been doing so well. But you know, there really is an opportunity to, to, to de-prescribe in some of these patients and get, get them off uh, the medications if they don't need them. But again, it's something that should be medically supervised. You do it, you know, in, in conjunction with your pharmacist and your physician, and it'll be very safe. Uh, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, because we said October is a good time for all these things, we're going into flu season right now. Uh, flu shots should be available in the next, uh, you know, uh, week or so, hopefully in the pharmacies. Um, uh, you know, to all the seniors out there, make sure you get in, get your flu shot early. You'll get you'll get protection uh, before the, you know, the flu season goes full blown. Uh, last week, uh, we had a, a very informative big flu panel, which I uh, was lucky enough to moderate. Uh, and 
uh, again, for Zoomers, for seniors, a lot of people don't realize just how serious a case of the flu can be. It can end up costing you your independence. It it kills uh, 3,500 Canadians every year. Uh, so um, those flu shots are really important. And, and in the pharmacy, very short wait times. Once we have vaccine, you could just come in, no appointment necessary, uh, fill out the consent form, you're vaccinated and you're on your way. Uh, I highly recommend it to everyone out there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, before we go, we have less than a minute. Anything you uh, just want to say about the um, meds check and the cleaning up your uh, medicine? Yeah, candidate? no, just get your med check as well. Remember, it's a fun- publicly funded program. If you're on three or more chronic medications, uh, definitely do that. I thought I'd jump in and say I'm equally aggravated with air miles. I ripped up my <laughs> air miles card and uh, I'll never collect them again because I, I think uh, and uh, the, the way they're treating their, their customers is horrible. Make sure you let the vendors know because uh, uh, I know as a business owner as well, I would be upset if I was collecting air miles. Yeah. If you were, if you were sponsoring, if I was you sponsoring were a part, the program, partner. yeah, yeah. And there's always Optimum to everyone out there. <laughs> Plug for <laughs> Plug Optimum. Myself, yeah. I have to say, Optimum is a good loyalty good, rewards yeah. program. <laughs> no word of a lie. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.